Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, July 13th. And this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening around the league. Subscribe today wherever you get podcasts. Today on the show, I'm going to be chatting a bit about the Boston Bruins goalie conundrum and also update you on what took place at the NHL general managers meetings on Monday. Before we do that, a quick reminder, the podcast is widely available, so whatever app you use, please smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, if you're an Apple user, just toss a star rating up. That would be very much appreciated. A quick programming note as well, I'm going to be on vacation next week. I know it's not the best week with the uh, hockey calendar, per se, but I will still be putting up a podcast following the expansion draft to talk about who the Bruins uh, lost. And we'll also be posting an episode uh, next weekend following the NHL draft to do a recap of Boston selections and any other moves that they made. Uh, you can expect a show early next week as well to discuss Boston's protected list for the expansion draft. The NHL, uh, Locked On NHL team has also been working on a mock draft, and uh, there'll be an episode with each selection in the first round from uh, from our hosts. Uh, you can also follow along at LO Boston Bruins if you're on Twitter, Locked On Bruins on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure that's it, by the way, of introduction. So let's get into uh, today's episode, shall we? And this topic was kind of spurred on by the fact that Pekka Rene announced his retirement from the NHL after playing 13 seasons with the Predators. He's Nashville's leader in games, starts, wins, shutouts, goals against average, and saves. For more than 15 years, he wrote, I've been on an incredible, life-changing journey with the Nashville Predators that has taken me to more places than I could have ever imagined and given me more than I could ever hope to give back. This decision wasn't easy, but I know this is the right one at the right time. What does this have to do with the Bruins? Well, we know that the Bruins have their own Finnish goaltender in Tuka Rask, and he is set for hip labrum surgery this offseason that will keep him out until at least January of 2021. Pekka was an unrestricted free agent, or would have been anyways, and I half thought that he could perhaps jump on with the Boston Bruins and uh, kind of spot his countrymen. The two played together at the World Cup uh, for Finland back in 2016 and kind of hold the spot for Rask until he was able to come back. And this is kind of the conundrum that the Bruins face at the moment. Tuka Rask, like I said, will miss, you know, almost half the season while recovering from this offseason surgery. And they have two promising youngsters and Dan Vladar and Jeremy Swayman who could potentially 
uh, hold his spot, lock things down for the Bruins until he returns. Ideally, one of them would remain in the AHL and one would be joined by a veteran presence to uh, not have two essentially rookie goaltenders carrying the load for the Bruins, but also just to bring in some depth. Now, the problem is that a goalie who potentially signs with the Bruins has to know in the back of his mind that he could very well lose his spot as backup once Rask returns, and provided uh, Swayman or Vladar continue their trajectory towards becoming bona fide NHL goalies. And we saw already with Yaroslav Halak, who would be, you know, the obvious candidate to come back, seeing as he's been with the team for a few years now. But we saw him late this season after he lost his spot uh, after being on the COVID list for a while and after the emergence of Jeremy Swayman. He was visibly upset in practice and knowing that he had essentially been sidelined by a rookie. So that's a tough pill to swallow for anybody who could potentially jump on with the Bruins, knowing that once, if Rask A resigns and returns, that uh, this veteran goaltender could be bumped down to third on the depth chart. Again, provided that uh, Vladar or Swayman continues to be up to the task of, you know, being a 1B or a backup at the NHL level. Now, it's possible that one or both could falter, and whoever the Bruins bring in uh, remains on the roster as a backup to Rask or even starts above Rask if Rask isn't able to get back to the level that he needs to be. But it's still something that will have to be in the back of this player's mind, a goalie's mind, who is considering signing with the Boston Bruins. So let's look at the free agent options and see what uh, might be available there. And keep in mind, come July 28th, the Bruins will only have Vladar and Swayman under contract as both Halak and Rask are set to become unrestricted free agents. Rask, of course, has said that he doesn't have any desire to play other or anywhere else other than Boston. So UFAs, we have Frederick Anderson, Devin Dubnik, Antti Ranta, James Reimer as options, Peter Mrazek, Jonathan Bernier, David Riddich, Carter Hutton, Linus Allmark, and then uh, other options like Mike Smith, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, Curtis McElhaney. These are veteran goaltenders who could be looking to sign with a team like the Bruins with the view to competing for a Stanley Cup and spotting Tuka Rask. Again, with the knowledge that they could be replaced when he comes back if Swayman and Vladar uh, step up. It's quite possible that, you know, it might be better for Swayman to stay down in the AHL, Vladar be the backup, and then I could see a scenario where Vladar is sent down as well. Uh, But he, I believe, would require waivers in order to be sent down, which adds a bit of a wrinkle to that situation. I think once he plays six more games, he will not be uh, waiver exempt, meaning if he was going to be sent down, then he would have to go through waivers, so it makes it more likely that Swayman would be sent down. Anyways, the best available goalie is probably Philip Grubauer. He's 29, uh, was a Vesna finalist, 
likely that he will re-sign with the Avalanche, and if not, it will be for big money elsewhere. Peter Mrazek, I think, is a tantalizing um, option. He had a 9.23 save percentage last season, only played in six games. So it's a bit of a chance for him to reestablish himself after being injured. Uh, Jonathan Bernier played well for the Detroit Red Wings of all teams. Uh, he's 32. Uh, so I think those would be a couple of good options for the Bruins to pursue. And again, it all comes with a caveat that if Rask also resigns and he's back to form after his surgery, uh, this player could be sidelined in favor of one of the young guys. And that's a calculated risk that this particular player would have to take if they decide to sign with the Boston Bruins. And conversely, the conundrum for the Bruins, again, is convincing someone to come aboard and uh, convince them that they will be a valued member of the team for the season and that they won't necessarily lose their spot. It's a, it's a tough position for both sides, uh, but hopefully it's something Don Sweeney and co. can work out as they look to solidify that position for 2021-2022. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment about Rock Auto. With an ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer, you have a phone, and access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money using rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you need for your vehicle. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in there, how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. NHL.com did list their uh, top 10 free agent goalies, and here are some of the notables. I mentioned Frederick Anderson. He... Uh, apparently is looking for upwards of $5 million to remain with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He only appeared in 24 games last season, the fewest in his eight NHL seasons, due to a lower body injury with an 895 save percentage. We've all seen what he's done in Game 7s against the Bruins, so that's probably not going to happen. Bernier, I mentioned already, he had a 914 save percentage for the lowly Detroit Red Wings. Um, and he could be a, a pretty good option for the Bruins. He did win a cup with the Kings as backup to Jonathan Quick in 2012. Uh, so he's a guy that I might look at. Chris Dreger is going to be in high demand. I don't think that's going to be a possibility for the Bruins. Uh, Devin Dubnik, he struggled in each of the past two seasons. Not really a guy that I would look at. 892 save percentage in 52 games over the past two seasons. Uh, Brian Elliott. Uh, he could be a coveted backup this season, but again, 36 years old, 889 save percentage in 30 games this season. Grubauer is going to be way too expensive for the Bruins. Halak doesn't seem to have really been a fan of how things ended this season. I don't see him coming back. Uh, Mrazek I like. 
James Reimer is a possibility. He had a 9.06 save percentage in 22 games, but uh, likely won't be back with the Carolina Hurricanes. Mike Smith, pretty old. And Linus Allmark is actually a guy that I really like as well. He had a 9.17 save percentage with the Buffalo Sabres. Um, and, you know, I look at him, I look at Bernier, guys who played well despite having poor teams in front of them. You think about what they might be able to do with the Bruins. Uh, so those are a couple guys that I really think uh, the Bruins should target. Allmark, uh, who else? What was the other guy? Bernier, and maybe Mrazek as well. Those are three of the guys that I think the Bruins should really target here. Now let's go over some... Uh, of the notes from the NHL general managers meeting on Monday. Apparently, the NHL is hoping and planning for a full 82-game schedule and fully vaccinated players returning to pre-COVID-19 conditions for next season. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman and Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly briefed GMs on the guidelines for next season and a variety of other topics in a video conference call by Senior Executive Vice President of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell. The regular season will begin in October and then in April, as per usual, followed by Stanley Cup playoffs concluding in June. So it's more of a regular scheduled uh, season than uh, we've had, obviously, in the past couple of years. Fully vaccinated players will be able to travel without protocols and work out on and off the ice without limitations on the size of the group and without being tested for COVID-19. Presuming vaccination rates in the U.S. and Canada continue to climb and the Canadian government loosens travel restrictions. The NHL and the PA continue to discuss procedures for unvaccinated players. Now, after temporarily realigning and playing a 56-game intra-division schedule this season because of COVID, the NHL is planning to return to previous schedule format with each team playing all of the others at least twice and the Metro, Atlantic, uh, Central, and Pacific divisions uh, becoming a thing once again. As previously planned, the Coyotes will move to the Central Division to make room in the Pacific for the expansion Seattle Kraken. Now, the NHL is planning to release a schedule before the 2021 NHL entry draft on July 23rd. They're working on two versions of the schedule, one that includes a break for the 2022 Beijing Olympics and another that does not, pending the resolution to ongoing discussions with the NHLPA and the International Olympic Committee. Of course, the NHL did not participate in the 2018 Olympics after players competed in five consecutive Olympics from 1998 to 2014. The NHL position has been that participation in the Olympics disrupts the NHL season, especially when it's not held in North America. But last year, when the NHL and the PA extended their CBA agreement through 2025-26, they agreed to go to the Olympics if they could reach an agreement with the IOC. Uh, negotiations are ongoing, but they're running out of time to reach an agreement. If you're in the Eastern Time Zone like I am, Beijing is about 12 hours ahead, so uh, we would be, you know, watching games very early in the morning uh, if indeed players are sent to the Olympics. 
Uh, the GMs also spent about 45 minutes Monday focusing on the officiating standard for cross-checking, uh, continuing a discussion that began in a small group breakout session on cross-checking at the GM's previous in-person meeting in March 2020. Uh, Senior Vice President and Director of Officiating Stephen Walkham led a review of video clips. The GMs conducted similar re- evaluations in the past in the officiating standard for slashing, hooking, and holding. Uh, The discussion on cross-checking will continue, and no rule change is planned, so I'm not really sure what uh, what the point is, of course, but uh, that's, uh, that's how things stand at the moment. Before we get to some other news and notes from around the NHL, a note on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. At this point in the year, it's kind of all baseball at the moment. It's in full swing. We're at the all-star break, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. They have everything you need for your sporting needs. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You can also sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as baseball season continues. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast... This is Shohei Otani's world, and we are all just living in his greatness. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned Pekka Rene's retirement. That's kind of the big story here on Tuesday morning. From yesterday, we had a trade. Duncan Keith sent to the Edmonton Oilers by the Chicago Blackhawks for Caleb Jones and a conditional pick in the 2022 NHL draft. The Oilers also received minor league forward Tim Soderlund. Uh, Keith turns 38 on Friday, and he has two seasons remaining on a 13-year, $72 million contract with a $5.5 million cap hit that uh, was not retained. No percentage was retained by the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, which was quite uh, a surprise. He, of course, won uh, three cups with the Blackhawks. He won the 2015 Conn Smythe Trophy, won the Norris Trophy in 2010 and 2014. And, uh, you know, he has been a great player for the Blackhawks. His time has pretty much passed, so I'm not really sure uh, if the um, Oilers are going to get full value out of Keith's potential, kind of looking at his past, at his leadership, mentoring, not sure if he'll really tip the scales in their favor, but, uh, you know, trade season is upon us, and hopefully there is more to come because trades are fun. The Tampa Bay Lightning had their cup celebration yesterday, and uh, they damaged the cup. The bowl was dented, and it's on its way back to Montreal for um, for some repairs before it goes on tour with the Lightning players this summer. It will also be placed on LTIR for next regular season and is expected to be ready for the playoffs. The police investigation into the death of Matisse Kivlenix has been submitted to a county prosecutor for review. The 24-year-old Blue Jackets goalie died of chest trauma from an errant fireworks blast on July 4th. 
It's still being treated as an accident, and the police have not requested charges to be laid. This incident occurred at the house of uh, goaltender coach Manny Legacy. In other legal news, an attorney representing a former Blackhawks player who alleges he was sexually assaulted by the club's former video coach in 2010 is open to the possibility of participating in the club's review of the accusations. It would have to be under the right conditions. They want to know more about the parameters of the investigation and want the opportunity to conduct their own interview of key and former team executives. The Blackhawks have petitioned for the lawsuit to be thrown out of court. And even if that does happen, I would hope that people in the organization would be held accountable. Uh, What else is going on? No real updates when it comes to trades and all that, but uh, if you want to um, hear about that and players that the Bruins have been linked to, I've talked about that in recent podcasts, so go back and listen to those. I will say that uh, my wife Lauren and I, we finished Hacks last night, which is an HBO Max show. One of the best shows of the year so far, in my opinion. Uh, So good, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, the next season of that. It has been renewed for a second season, and if you watched it, uh, you know, it would have been uh, terrible if it wasn't based on how it ended. Uh, what else? I'm also looking forward to a new John Mayer album this this Friday to uh, pop on for the trip next week to the cottage. And uh, I've been reading the biography of Fred Sasakamus, who was the first... Uh, Treaty Indigenous player to play in the NHL. Highly recommend checking that out. It has a lot of revelations into the residential school system up here in Canada, which has been in the news a lot lately. Uh, Incredibly sad, uh, but very much uh, worth reading about so that we uh, are more aware of what happened and and what's going on with these uh, uncoverings of uh, graves outside these residential schools. On that note, uh, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I hope you're all having a good start to the week. And we'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag episode. I'll probably jump on the uh, Spotify Green Room as well at some point this week to chat. So please do jump in there as well. That's it for Locked On Boston Bruins. I'm Ian McLaren. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, yeah, take care of yourselves, friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.